Live from the Shangri-La of South County. Coming to you from Rustin Tustin. In, in the state of... No, I, I mix it up. Okay. I, I got a new pillow. My back pain's gone away. Really? Yeah. Apparently my fucking pillow was too big. Uh, I got like a thinner one. I was experimenting with the purple pillow. It's just a pillow, so like... If you have... If you think it'll solve your back pain, it won't. It's, there's nothing special about it. Except for it's weird. Uh, that pattern. It's kind of like... Uh, it's like a waffle pattern. Okay. Yeah, I guess oh, I yeah, I remember you, yeah you showed, you've talked about this before. I've seen yeah, this. but I just got the pillow. I got the, the ass mattress before. The... Uh, <laughs> um, the cushion. The royal cushion. So I'm sitting okay. on it, and then at night I lay on one, but they're different. The one I lay on has like a finer, um, a finer waffle pattern, but the bottom part has a lower resolution, bigger waffle pattern, and they compress differently. And it kind of smells like rubber, and when you unzip it and you feel it, it's totally made of like dildo rubber. The thing's made out of cyber skin or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, the fleshlight. Yeah, it's a giant fleshlight pillow. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like you have a bag full of big, loose fleshlight. But it's heavy. Huh. And they have kind of like a powder on it to uh, to stop it from sticking to itself. Or to stop it from catching on fire. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I started to think about like, what is this fucking made out of? Aren't there all kinds of fire warning mat uh, things on mattresses and stuff? Oh yeah. So I started researching it and it, they went out of their way to like explain that it shouldn't be a problem. The but, latex ones are the worst. The, oh, the, yeah. They have latex mattresses will just like completely engulf in flames. It ignites almost instantly. You can look yeah. at it wrong and it'll melt. You got a lighter near that thing? Whew, you're dead. It's gonna melt <laughs> to your skin. But uh, yeah. this pillow, pretty comfortable. And I guess now that I have a properly sized pillow, my back upper back pain went away. It's only been two days. That's though. good. I've messed around with pillows over the years. I've gotten thin ones, thick ones, medium, like. I uh, yeah, I just at this point there's two pillows that I have that I like using that I alternate between. One is like uh, there I don't use down pillows because um they fuck with your if you're like if you have allergies and stuff like that they once they get dust in them you can never get the dust out. Maybe it, that's my other problem. And Does it choke you? They smell after a while. Down well, pillows you that can't. You can never wash them because you can't. There's no outer sleeve to take off. It's just, it's just feathers packed into uh, a cloth sack, basically. So, anyway, uh, I stopped using those altogether, and so now I use like a, a like a medium thickness, like gel infused, like uh, cloth or whatever it is that uh, material. You know, that's an alternative to down pillows it's like you know it's like that cottony stuff you they stuff them with yeah so one of those and then i have uh i have an all gel pillow which is actually pretty nice because 
it has some i got it from costco it's got like a uh some special fabric on one side of it that really gets cold it's the fabric itself gets cold and you can touch it and it feels cold it warms up when you put your face on it after about a minute but it it simulates like that cold pillow feeling you know and uh so i like that pillow that pillow is thicker though and i kind of have to like wedge myself into it because the gel it's like very um it's not like memory foam memory foam kind of starts pushing back immediately after you let off of it this stuff like basically it uh, it kind of uh molds around your neck and in the bottom of your head and so it stays like that for like maybe a second or two before it starts kind of going back outward so it's like really um uh what's the word it's like Elastic. uh no it's um it's like it just wraps around your head whatever the word for like wrapping around your head is it like encompasses it enveloped there you go that's what i was trying to think of and envelops your head and your shoulders but does it feel so, like a big saggy bag of pocket pussy uh no it's a different material on that it's really it's hard to explain it feels like um it feels like a mixture between you remember that 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 uh that gack stuff when you were a kid they'd sell it in yeah. those little plastic containers and it was like kind of like it was like in between somewhat uh it was way squishier and softer than play-doh but it was also kind of like um had the consistency of that uh what's that moldable sand what was that shit called oh i know what you're talking about but i don't know what it's called yeah it's like in between the the jelly like feeling stuff with the gack and that super squishy sand if you were like combine those two together, that's what it's like. It's okay. really weird. And it's blue. It's like a neon blue color, the whole thing. Just yep. one giant piece of squishy material. The way this is different than the, 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 the way all the purple stuff is different than uh, what you described, it, it's more like a suspension. They make mattresses and they also make the uh, cushion and the pillow out of the same material. And it, it's kind of like the concept of uh, those airless tires. You know what I'm talking about? They have... Yeah. They have... Uh, how would you describe that? It's not... It's like a mesh layer. It's like kind of like a... Um, it's Flexible uh, polymer spokes, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So I guess it's not really like that, but it is. It is in the sense that it's... Um, it's a grid like a waffle and certain parts of the grid are wider and and some are denser so that they give different levels of suspension. So the face part of the pillow is very, very dense or not very, very, but it's a lot denser. So when you, you lay your head on it, it's supported and you don't feel like you're laying on a giant waffle. And then the bottom part gives out where you don't feel it and that's probably where it gives the most amount of uh sag i guess to to carry the weight of your head and the upper part 
cushions your face so that none of it feels awkward. So it's different than just a big ball of rubber. Would you like me? eBay? Yeah, $900 oh. for one tire. That's pricey. Yeah. This is an airless tire that has that uh, polymer spoke. It's probably that much because it's Michelin. Michelin tires are like ridiculously priced. They probably wear out just as fast, if not more. Or the thing I don't get about these airless tires is that they're not rounded at the corners, though, where you would have the, the tire wall. So if you're going into a turn in an incline, how are you going to get equal traction while the wheels are turning and you're going into, you know what I mean? Like it's a grade. Yeah. Like, I guess the side pushes in, but since it's not rounded, I don't know. Normally on a like a four-wheeler, you would have kind of like a side knobbiness so that you can run lower tire pressure and get extra traction and even grip maybe between rocks. These are just straight walls. You don't have any of that well, flexibility. Yeah. The tubeless tires that is. Or, well, and the other uh, problem is, what if you're what if you're off roading with these tires and one of the wheels snags a root or something of a tree? Yeah, and then it damages the structural integrity. I don't think you could use them. I don't know. I can I'm see that at pictures of of ATVs with these types of tires off roading. Maybe it's just another it's another trade off. You have to balance that with uh, replacing tires. From pinch flats or punctures. These would be perfect for tanks, like military use, where you're not, where you don't need a, because tanks already have a, just a flat surface with treads. So the nice thing about these is that these would probably be easy to replace if one gets damaged and they can't be deflated ever. And they, they look less. like they, yeah. So I'm running um, 10.13. I upgraded my Mac. Everything went smoothly. We're That's recording good. on it right now. Channel um, Nate, link to one beacon. That was just one more thing about the airless tires. That's a tank with them on. I'm going to put this in the show notes. Pretty cool looking. It's like a, a six wheel. Eight-wheel Eight tank. This is a really old picture, too. Yeah. South Africa. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder how old this is. This could be like the 80s from a newspaper. Or 90s. And the quality of the image is pretty shitty, so it's gotta be It's gotta be a newspaper. Old. Yeah. Or like an old school book or something with those shitty, uh, I forgot what those print the, jobs are the called. The font screams like, uh, like late 80s too. Yeah. What is that font? It's a, it's an italicized font. I don't know. It could be Georgia, but italicized. Hmm. I wouldn't know off the top of my head. 
been a lot of serifs. So uh, what were what were you talking about? The upgrade process for 10.13 was super painless, but it took a while. And now I'm running on APFS because I was automatically and seamlessly converted on the fly. And totally uneventful. My That's recording setup it. works. This hack job of uh, an audio routing system I use, which is based on Soundflower. Um, Soundflower bed. It's just completely community supported at this point. Uh, somehow it still works on 1013. Luckily, none of the audio subsystems changed, so it didn't break compatibility. I just upgraded two tools. Um, I, I paid for the upgrade to two tools, and that was it. I'm trying to think if so there's anything missing. While we're on this topic, uh, I've got thirty dollars of Apple credits, uh, iTunes Store credit to blow on iPad apps. What should I get? Apple Store credit or App Store? App Store is what I meant. Sorry. Like well, I, I just ask because they're easily confused. I, you said the right I, thing. I have iTunes cards, which are App Store credits, yes. basically. Yeah. What should you get? Do you have one password? One password is the first thing I'd get. Yeah, I do. I, I I bought it when it was, I think it was five bucks for it, but I think it's free now anyway. Yeah, but you have a pro account model. then. You don't need to do the subscription. You can run a local. Um, oh, so I'm grandfathered in. Yeah, you can have a local vault. Okay, cool. So you'll you'll have all of the pro features minus any of the onepassword.com syncing. But seriously, one password. Spend the rest on uh well i guess you can't spend it anymore just download one password on your mac because i think it's free i'm now. talking about well I, but th that's something that i've already had on my iphone for a while yeah I, but what good I, is I, it if it's not on your desktop yeah tr but i'm i'm trying to f like i, I want to know apps that are specifically tailored for the ipad that are worth getting or if you know one any. password on the ipad is pretty good specifically tailored to the ipad yeah. What um, what do you want to do? I would say status board, but they don't support remote that desktop anymore. apps. Oh, geez, um, I don't know. I don't do any remote desktop. Status boards would be cool if they have any new ones that came out. Um, Apple Pencil apps. I've kind of already done some research on those. So. Yeah, I think you're using the best ones already. Um. I don't know. I, I just because you've had an iPad for a long time, so I didn't know if there was anything else that you would recommend. Um, uh, you could try Prompt or Mosh. Prompt. Prompt Two, I think, is the latest one. It's by Panic Software. Um, oh, it's a, like an SSH client. Yeah. Okay. I know there's some other ones that are out there, but the Prompt one's pretty clean. Oh, Transmit transmit that's what you want you want transmit on your mac but i don't think you can buy the latest transmit through the app store anymore let me just double check because i couldn't upgrade I think the old one is on here uh uh termius is good too oh yeah i see it on the mac which is kind of funny that it's there on the mac termius is a subscription one though yeah, because that guy must be polishing over and over again, making it good. 
It's really nice. The interface is really good on it. Let's see. Yeah, prompt and transmit. Transmit is what you would use to connect to any type of file share, except for maybe a Samba share. Um, S3, Dream, Dream Objects, uh, probably B2, SFTP. Um, you can SSH with prompt issue commands, then use transmit to fetch the files over SFTP. It has uh, uh, SSH key support, which they all should be. And um, uh, it transmit, that's a big one. Okay, yeah, those are good suggestions. Basically anything that prompt, or not prompt, that panic software makes is good. Even their game uh, Firewatch, I think is what it's called. They like collaborated with some game company but I have a feeling that Panic or the company they collaborated with is super lawsuit happy and they're total SJWs. Like, <laughs> they're communists. Um, there's a guy, what's his name? We talked about it once. He did a, um, I, I guess I could look up the show notes, but it'll distract me. Um, he streamed Firewatch. I think that's what the game's called. And like a year later, um, he had some stream and he was like, yada, 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 nigger. And he, he, he cursed on the show and they didn't like that he said the N-word. And they sent a cease and assist to YouTube to pull his Firewatch video because it upset the SJW that worked at wow. either Panic or the other place. And it's his video. But their claim is because it's their software. Anyway, in their terms of service, it specifically says, I'm pretty sure it was Firewatch, that you can stream their videos. So now, yeah, there's that controversy. And then there's my site, mostvulnerable.com which is all about inauthentic downloads. And it turns out that Panic got owned. I've, this is my third time talking about this. But my site got censored through Google. Somebody said that it was a, uh, a misleading download site. And I don't offer any downloads. And there's nothing misleading. It's all the truth. And Panic was recently listed on mostvulnerable.com as one of the uh, the lowest standards because they got owned. They installed Handbrake, which got hit with a watering hole attack because they don't PGP sign their software. Then that owned their systems and then all of their downloads and their servers got owned. So <laughs> Panic got fucked because somebody tried to rip a DVD in their office or somebody related to their infrastructure and all their keys got leaked. And then, uh, yeah, it's just a coincidence that my site also got censored on top of the fact that they contacted the FBI about all this and not my site, but the whole hacking incident. Um, and it was all sort of self-inflicted because they didn't verify their download, but they didn't have a choice at the time because the handbrake devs were noobs, but the guy that makes handbrake resolved it and signed everything going back like to 2006. So he was a good guy. 
Um, how do you like your iPad? Especially now that you have Panic software on it. I like it a lot. Um, Are you just looking for things to do with it? Yeah. I use it for taking notes primarily. Um, did you see this... Uh, this thing on Mac rumors about the twenty-eighteen-one. Yeah, it's gonna have an octa-core chip, and I don't know how they're gonna do that design with the bezels that then. Because how do you grab it? I don't know. I said the same thing when they came out with the thinner bezels on the current iPad. Mine looks like it's set in a freaking picture frame with the border around it, but supposedly if you touch the screen and you start using it, and your thumb is covering up part of the screen supposedly ignores your thumb well the the 15 well the current versions right now you can still grab with your thumb in landscape and that's kind of what you're going to want to use it for. i mean if you're going to grab it that way it's you're going to be better off doing it in landscape than because you know when when i use an ipad i put my hand behind it and kind of hold it yeah like when at least when it's in portrait mode it's easier that way so um but yeah, this is interesting. That's what the design ends up looking like. Um, and then an eight core chip. I'll be excited when there's another Supposedly, competitor in the video editing space on the iPad. Otherwise, it's just kind of like wasted. I don't know if I like the no home button though on that. Yeah, how's that going to work? They already have a gesture collision between the iPad and the new iPhone. Swiping up is how you access the control center and pull the dock open on uh, on the iPad. And then on the iPhone, that's how you just make all your apps go away. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, oh, yeah. The guy that created uh, uh, Overcast. Uh, there's yeah. another article on Mac Rumors how he was talking about the 2012 to 2015 MacBook Pro is the best laptop that's ever existed. <laughs> People say that about every new generation. When they got rid of the 17-inch PowerBook or a MacBook Pro, people said that that was the best uh, Apple laptop that they ever made. It had a, what was it, like an X34 or whatever they call it, or 54 or one or the other, uh, PCIe slot. And the oh, yeah. old power books had PCMCIA. So these had the, that uh, PCIe expansion, which gave you PCI Express and a USB uh, direct interface embedded in there. And it had, it was the only one that had that too. So for anybody who needed that expansion card, that expansion slot for like a P2 slot for a video camera, those Panasonic, um, some very Panasonic Vericams, all of that P2. Uh, footage was shot on these crazy cards that fit in those slots. So people have been bitching about that for a while. And back in the days of the PowerBook, the 17-inch that's actually behind me on the other side of the room, that thing had a fucking uh, uh, telephone modem in it. That, that truly had every port. And people complained when that went away. Not the modem, but all the ports on it. And if we're talking about the 17-inch uh, PowerBook or MacBook Pro, that also had a DVD burner, which as 
as uh, recent as like four years ago, people would be like, oh yeah, you might need that. <laughs> and now you, you know, like you're never going to use that again. That's a coaster. Right. <laughs> so people have said that about every version. Marco Arment's just whining, but he he's totally right about the keyboard. I've heard things about the keyboard, little pieces of dust, a little crumb, a little giblet of something gets under the key and then it just, the key doesn't actuate anymore. It'll click like it'll, it will trigger uh, a key to show up or get stuck or something or it won't at all, but it doesn't move all because of a single piece of something. Like you eat a muffin, a little crumb drops down there. Right. Dusty room. I just, I think the things that like, you know, the, the lack where they, they got rid of a great idea, MagSafe. Yeah. They got, they just get rid of that. And then the stupid touch bar is so gimmicky. It's cool yeah. to look at and use, but it has like it's it has no real world. I wanted an escape key. I can see, I can imagine uses for it, but I actually legitimately used those keys. What about your F keys? If you play games, you're fucked. No, they're still in the the digital thing. Anything that doesn't yeah, support but, the it doesn't support the touch bar. It defaults to F keys. Yeah, but you're you're tapping on glass. I you know. Can't, you can't feel it. Yeah. How do you know if you're hitting the right key? You you have no idea. It feels disgusting when you reach up and you're in the terminal and you have to escape out of something, and you 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 touch and all you feel is just dead, responsiveless glass. It feels like something's wrong. It's kind of like when your yeah. iPhone is off and you hit the home button, and it doesn't click back at you. Yeah. And then you kind of panic. You're like, whoa, what just happened? Is my button stuck? And they're like, oh yeah, it's not a button. Same thing. Right. I don't think they'll be able to integrate haptics in, into the touch bar. Who knows what they'll do with that thing. I'm sure they're going to stay the course. Continue doing that. It's just a way, it just wastes the battery. It doesn't... I don't think it affects it. I think it's pretty low. If you're working in Photoshop with that, it probably uses the battery. It's on at all times anyway, so I don't see how it would be any different. The biggest power draw is probably just keeping yeah, the screen the on. The screen goes off after a while, though, doesn't it? Yeah, you're probably right. I, I don't know, actually. Um, I think as long as you're typing and you're there, it's on. But I'm just guessing. Well... We're both proud owners of you got a 2012 and I got a 2013. I'm seriously considering taking my, uh, I have, a my sticker from the genius bar that says I have a open ticket related to replacing my motherboard for like $700. And I'm seriously <laughs> considering it. I know it's $700. That's, but I'm going to be spending four or five grand on a new laptop. No, what you could do, you could, they, Apple still sells the 2015s. Same form factor. Yeah, you'll have I want a fast. That. I want Thunderbolt 3. I'm not buying yeah. a laptop to be compatible with all my stuff. I'm buying it because I need it to go about four years. I'm just lucky I'm getting. What's the warranty on Apple's replacement parts? 
if like I, if you paid the seven hundred dollars for that. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Because that I think is a major factor. If if you get like some like two year warranty or something with that, well, it can't be worse than what I have now. My system get, overheats like, at least a recording. Year. What I was gonna I was gonna say though is if you get at least a year with that seven hundred dollar board, uh, if you get at least a year warranty on that, that's probably worth it. Think about that. I can save more money. I can buy a Mac Pro. The thing is, I'm realistically not going to because I like my laptop. Yeah, and yeah, I still think though that if you're planning on getting a new Mac anyway, you should probably just do it now. But 10.13 supports eGPUs, which I keep forgetting about. I can buy a 10.80, and only in games, obviously, that will be optimized for it will it run well, but um, at least while stuff is cached in VRAM, it should be a really cool experience. Yeah, but you can do Thunderbolt 3 already with the new MacBooks. Yeah. So I could get an eGPU with my MacBook, with the new MacBook Pro. Yeah, okay. I thought you were just talking about the Mac Pro specifically. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Yeah, with the Mac Pro, obviously I would get an integrated one. And I was looking at the specs of the iMac Pro, and the top-end GPU would be... I, I have to tie all the specs or all the it performance. It starts at five grand, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I would spend 4500 at least on the iMac anyway, because I'd be maxing it out almost. That's such a steep investment for a computer. That's about mm-hmm. what I spend on computers. See, the thing is, like, I don't think... I think for the... I understand why Apple is uh, charging the price they do for those machines. And believe me, I've, for our clients, we've uh, priced out like almost $5,000 MacBook Pros, like $4,600 MacBook Pros. And they, I really feel that they should give you more than the piddly one year warranty with a purchase like that. Because that's a major investment. You shouldn't be forced to shell out another four hundred dollars or whatever it is for Apple Care on that. Probably Apple Care on that's gonna be five hundred dollars when it comes out. Like and for the and iMac? For the iMac Pro, yeah. No. I'm sure it'll be two hundred or less. I paid three fifty for my MacBook Pro. Yeah, because it's got moving parts. And iMac and that wasn't Apple even- Care is like $169. Well, I was going to say, and that's before when Apple Care, they didn't even have Apple Care Plus on the Macs. They only had it on the iPad and the iPhone and the Apple Watch. I don't so know if they do now. They do now, and it's cheaper. And that kind of pissed me off because we bought Apple Care Plus for the 15 inch MacBook Pro, and it was 269 It's 370 and- or 380 now. For the MacBook Pro or the yeah, iMac? MacBook Pro. For the iMac, it's like 170 bucks. Really? It was 269 for the... Yeah, it's gone up. Oh, you I know I just what? priced Maybe out that the MacBook was... Pro. Maybe it was the 13-inch. That could be. But still, it's Apple Care Plus now, though. So you drop it and the screen shatters on it. 
you get a whole new laptop. And I think it's like a hundred dollar down. Uh, I think you payment. get a whole new screen, probably not a whole new laptop. No, if it's damaged, like if you damage the metal on it too, on the base, I think you get a whole new laptop. Because it covers accidental damage. If you accidentally damage the screen and the metal enclosure, then they got to replace that too. And I highly doubt they're going to pull the guts out of the machine and put it in an empty chassis with another screen. I mean, yeah, they, they could couldn't do that. If they couldn't recover be, the, the body, then I could see them doing that. Yeah, they have dedicated replacement models, like the white box, you know. That's the nicest thing about when you have problems with your iPhone or whatever, is that you could pretty much go in, if it's a problem that they can't fix on the spot, they'll just give you a new phone. Yeah. You can't do that anywhere else. Like, literally. Unless it's like... Maybe Best Buy would do that with their extended warranty, but I think they still try and repair whatever you have first before it gets to that point. Yeah, they tried to if, repair uh, an iPhone that I just took in to the Apple Store, not mine, um, rather than rather than swap it out. That was at the Apple Store. I don't know why exactly. It seemed like I think sometimes they don't have replacements on hand anymore. Like that's what happened with my Apple watch. Apparently they don't do any Apple watch repairs in store though. It has to be all sent off. Um, but the iPhones, I think they run out of the replacement models and then they either fix it on the spot and tell you to come back in like two hours or they say they have to ship it off to their repair facility and then you got to wait like a week. Oh, yeah. oh, and that's a whole nother annoying thing. I, I think I bitched and moaned about this when I got my Apple Watch back, but Apple only uses FedEx and they only have one delivery time intervals. That's it. And they don't change it. It's their contract. I, like, I got on the phone with someone that was like a supervisor with um, uh, FedEx is like one of their buildings in the area. I think it was the one in Irvine. And they said that they can't change the delivery times per their agreement it always has to be 2 p.m and because it's an item that uh um is supposed to be signed for when it's delivered you would think that you'd be able to go to the ups so like let's say they don't drop like you miss the drop off it goes back to the fedex facility you the next day go to their facility you would think that you would be able to sign and pick up the item from there no they have to make another failed delivery attempt within the same fucking day before you can sign off on it. It's so stupid. It's like they process the shipment. So it goes, it has to go to the address that you're not, they're not going to deliver it at. And then it has to come back to the facility and then you got to be there to sign for it. And then the whole thing starts over again the next day. It was like three fucking days. I had to wait like when my watch was supposed to be back to when I was actually able to get it because I can't be home at 2 p.m. when yeah. I work a normal fucking shit, a job, you know? We got somebody in the peanut gallery that wants to comment. I'm going to drag him in here. Roger Horse moved in from listening room by Ryan. You unsuppressed Roger Hello, Horse. Hello, Roadhouse. Testing one, two. Go ahead, Hello. caller. 
I was just wanting to comment that I have a 2014 MacBook Pro. Oh yeah. Do you have the? See, mine's gonna last forever. Mine's a 2013, <laughs> but mine's gonna probably last. Seriously, it's probably gonna last no. another five years. No. The only thing that's gonna fail on it is the battery. It's gonna because, overheat. No, because it's all It's all uh, integrated graphics. It's it 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 gets hot for sure, but it doesn't get like ridiculously hot like those Nvidia GPUs do, where it ruins the whole board. <laughs> yeah. So I'll probably get maybe not five years, but I'll probably get like another two or three out of it. Roadhouse is on cellular, so if he wants to respond, now's your chance. Really? I joined right when you guys were talking about iPad Pros and their usage. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. Give me some ideas. Well, I have forgotten most of what you were talking about at that point because it took me so long to get your attention to get in the channel. Yeah, I just noticed the the text message you sent. I just wanted uh, some advice for good apps that are on that are not exclusive to the iPad, but meant for the iPad. We talked about some terminal apps and uh, writing apps for the Apple Pencil. What was your consensus on terminal apps? Uh, I've already used uh, Termius. That one's pretty good, but they want for the premium features, they want you to pay $10 a year. Um, and then there's the one that Ryan told me about called, well, there's two he told me about. One's Prompt. called uh, Prompts. And then uh, transmit, and Mosh is another terminal app you could try, but it's a different protocol. And the lack of key exchange protocols on the Termius app is very frustrating. Oh, really? They don't have uh, key support. Very few. And they want a subscription for this. Unacceptable. I I do pay the ten dollars a year for it because it is somewhat convenient but I've had to regenerate keys for everything as a result. What do they want? Like some super insecure DSA key or something? RSA 4096 and some, I don't remember what the rest of it is, but not what you would use for normal SSH. Uh, RSA 4096 is pretty standard. They don't, do you use like uh, ED25519 or something? Some elliptic curve. That is one that is not support. That is not supported. Yeah. RSA is kind of the uh, the super vanilla should be supported all the time kind of standard for SSH. I think that's RSA shits. Like I remember seeing RSA secured everything going back almost that, twenty years. That's the brand. That's different. That's another weird thing about RSA. The company is totally compromised. They've been broken into. They've been paid to make an insecure RSA Suite B, which is uh, where the NIST or NIST or NIST NIST got paid off too. But uh, RSA's security standard suite had uh, this backdoored P or suspected backdoored P256R key. It's an elliptic curve key with uh, some type of magic numbers in it. Nobody knows where they came from, but now it's pretty clear that they were paid for. What else does Termius not support? I wish I remembered off the top of my head. I don't. I'm sorry. That's all right. I was kind of putting you on the spot. You have to pay to use DNS. Like, uh, 
DNS features with it. Like there's no, um, what do you call it? I mean, I've only used it a few times, um, but it's not like a, I don't know. I don't find it very useful, at least from what I'm doing day to day. I just want something that I could use where I could get like all of my, you know, uh, servers that I run, like kind of like this uniform interface that I can manage. Panic software. Um, Seriously. Because with prompt, it will sync with all of your servers, all your server lists on transmit. And that means your Mac, your phone, uh, and your, so your Mac version of transmit and your uh, iPhone and iPad version of transmit are all in sync with the same server list and panic or prompt the other panic software will sync that SSH server list from transmit. So everything's in sync. That is the only reason that I paid the $10 was to sync all of my iDevices with Termius. Oh, so there is a feature. Interesting. There's a built-in VPN client too, apparently. Generally, hmm. I wouldn't trust closed source SSH, but with iOS, you don't really have a choice. I mean, Mosh is technically open source, but that tool is also a protocol. And it's a modern protocol built for using an iPhone where it, it assumes that you're, you're SSH'd in, essentially. And the Mosh protocol will let you just start typing. It's kind of like you're on a dedicated desktop system that's always SSH'd in, and you can just start working. And it will try to establish a connection and then relay all the commands you just typed into the server all in the background. So you don't have to wait to connect every time. You just start using the server. It's a pretty cool protocol, but I'm not sure if I trust it because OpenSSH is super, super secure and solid. Oh, what else we got? Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about my Switch. Oh, okay. I take back everything I said about the Nintendo Switch. I wrote them um, some suggestion thing. They, they sent a survey out at one point. I told them that um, something along the lines of them being typical Japanese software, that it's fucking garbage. Uh, there's no two-factor authentication. This is like the fucking 90s. No nat traversal. Um, the nat traversal stuff is so fucking annoying. But it is... It's Nintendo's fault. It's their own... So each game has its own network stack, I guess. It's not like iOS where it's like part of the operating Some of their system. games are peer-to-peer, -to -peer too. Yeah. The Nintendo stuff is shit. I just downloaded... Uh, what's the, the car and soccer ball game? Rocket League? Rocket League. Oh, okay. Okay. Excellent. Works like fucking magic. Unreal Engine. It so looks good. Doom? They have Doom. I, I know. I didn't Switch. want to pay 60 bucks for a, a low-res version of Doom. But yeah. I like my Switch now. I don't have to enter my password just to open the stupid store now. They save my my uh, my credit card info if I want. Super handy, and that was my, my number one complaint, that why the fuck do I have to use my joystick to enter a credit card? <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Uh, what else did I complain about? That has cameras on it, doesn't it? 
does it, it doesn't no. maybe no because the, the 2ds kids. does yeah well, that's targeted for kids too yeah that's true but this is i don't know anyway i like my switch my switch is an excellent experience now and at some point they'll have uh netflix or some other service i'm sure didn't the old Did wii version of netflix or didn't the the old Wii have a version of Netflix that came on a disc. That's my question. Uh, Do you recall yeah. that? The ship, like, I don't this know, actually. weird shaped. Let me Google that. I never had a Wii or a Wii U, so I'm not sure. I had a GameCube. I love that. The GameCube was my favorite console besides the Dreamcast, as far as the games library went. Um, but, uh, oh, did you buy uh, Mario uh, Odyssey? <laughs> I found it. Instant streaming video. You have to put this DVD into your fucking Wii. I'll send the link, and uh, and then you can stream videos. Such a funny concept because the wow. the disc Netflix is a game, so you have to load it off the disc because there's no way to install stuff on the Wii. To answer your question about, uh, I forgot what it was while I was answering it. Did you buy Mario? I did play Mario Odyssey and it's it's pretty good. I'm just not super into single player games. I'm more into even Rocket League where there's some competition with other humans so I can curse at them. There's no teabagging in this game in Rocket League. You're driving a car, but you can drive a silly car and give it a silly name. Well, if you like online multiplayer, you probably didn't pick the best console for that. Um, <laughs> uh, but the the switch is cool though. I, I I would never play a normal console though. I'd have to switch the inputs and stuff. I can play this while I'm shitting. This is my a, shitter have, game console. You have HDMI CEC now on pretty much everything, so you turn the thing on and it automatically switches the input to whatever it's on. But can you play it while you poop? Don't care. If you have a place if well if uh, no. the the PlayStation 4, the Vita was the Vita, some of the failed thing that they had. Uh, could actually play games that you had downloaded, like downloaded uh, games in your PlayStation 4 library, you could play on your uh, Vita. I have a filthy Nintendo Switch. It's my toilet Switch. Has the uh, black finish started coming off the back of yours yet? No, are you kidding me? You think I actually play it that much? Apparently that's a problem now. People are already, the, the black finish is coming off the back of it. Uh, whatever. It's a bunch of flimsy plastic. It has no emotional significance to me, and I'm pretty sure I think all my games are tied to my account now, so don't give a fuck. They already have them in stores now. It's a matter of time before they drop to like 250 or 229 or something like that, yeah. and that's when I'll buy one. I think it's, I, it's very amusing. It's a, for a console for somebody who really truly doesn't care for consoles. It's perfect for me. Because I can carry the thing with me. I couldn't give two shits about the portability one. factor of it. I don't give two shits about the screen. The I just battery know that life I won't on it is it. terrible, so it's not really a viable portable yeah, device how long do you anyway. Poop, <laughs> but but <laughs> I, what I do like about it though is that it's the first fucking Nintendo console ever that does 1080p 60 FPS. What? No, and it does 720. No, no, no. When you when you play it on a TV. Ah, uh, my. I'm looking at 720 when I look at my screen, and I'm on a 24-inch no. screen. It looks like shit. I thought it play, it goes out through uh, 1080 on the, the dock. <laughs> I don't think so. And not only is it really? basically 720p, if not exactly 720p, it 
the games do the thing that all the modern consoles do where they'll scale the actual render resolution. So you're not even looking at 720p. You're looking at cool, glittery, shiny shit, but with those occlusions to make things kind of hazy. But that's all to dress up the uh, the pixelation that occurs during those detailed scenes. And speaking of covering up slowness, Firefox Quantum. No, I don't believe do, it. Does do 1080 out? Maybe at the menu screen, but not during the game. It's up. What they do is they say it's up to 1080p. It's Maybe bullshit. it's dependent no. on the game too. That's a possibility. Everything you're gonna play, unless it's a card game. Well, that's it's all gonna be garbage then. Because the only reason I would buy one of those, uh, I would buy a Switch then, is for the exclusives for the Nintendo games. I play Metal Slug. I play a racing game that's a knockoff of F Zero. It was cheap. It was worth it. There's a really cool party game where you're a bunch of little beings on a ship. It's like an <clears> orb-shaped <throat> thing, and you float around through this this uh, funny-looking... Oh, no, you float around through this funny-looking uh, galaxy, and you shoot stuff. These, like, insects are trying to attack you or something. It's all really simplistic animation. I should have wrote all these names down, but I left my Switch in my car because it's that portable. I couldn't do that with an Xbox or a PlayStation. So the Switch is just like under my chair or something in a bag or a little carrying case. Um, there's a couple other games that I own. Bomberman, Rocket League, Mario. I don't know. 230 or 250, I'll probably pick one up. Just like I said, just for the exclusives. Because you're not, I'm not gonna be able to play Mario, you know, on any other console. You're gonna mostly play mobile in your hands. Actually, I bet for you it'll be fifty-fifty because I know you spend a lot of time like in a couch. So, if I got a switch right now, I would just hook it up with my second monitor in this room. That's what I do. I I change the input on my uh, my computer screen, and I play it on there. It charges in another room. And uh, works wirelessly through the wall. Not very far, I have to like, put it right against the wall, but it works. So I can play games that way, and then I walk over, I reattach the little switch nunchuck things, and then walk to the, the bathroom. And I play the rest if, in there. If you're being totally objective, what do you think about the little fucking uh, joysticks on it? Because they feel they cheap They cripple your hands. Seriously. Yeah, they're really small, and they feel like they're going to break. Your hands will be it. crippled before you can drain your battery. Your hands will hurt within an hour and a half. That's not a good design. I mean, it's it's clever what they did, clever. What they did with it. But, I, but I understand what you mean, yeah. It's not ergonomic. It's very... I don't think practical is the right word, but it is what it is. Buy the Pro Controller if you want a big one. I'm no. considering it. I would like to be able to do four players, and it's pretty easy for people to play with those little tiny controllers, but yeah, you're not sitting for like a four-hour gaming session with that little uh, finger-crippling controller. <laughs> it actually hurts. Yeah, I don't... It's not comfortable to me. They shouldn't have made them thinner. If they made them thinner, then the when it's really thinner, no, no, because I was gonna say the way they snap into the the 
you know the the actual remote like the the controller thing that they snap into that has like the palm rest things that come out on the sides yeah if if they made the actual uh uh switch remote the the controller things that slide into the side of it if they made those thinner then you would be able to have more depth with the uh the uh the hand you know things that you grab onto on the sides so it'd probably be feel more comfortable from that aspect because when i've used it it feels like my fingers are just like you know hunched over the uh the buttons and the the remotes on it it's i'm not like exactly the, i'm not exactly feels, sure what you're saying if it, it feels really small in my hands like yeah, you have you ever it. held like a have you ever held a, a dreamcast controller uh many many years ago or even a gamecube things. controller yeah it's like a child's like, you controller. Know how, but it, you know how it feels like it has depth to it like when you grasp the each side of it like it, it feels like it's it's it fills your hand exactly like the the that controller for the switch does not do that no it's like paper. so if yeah so i was saying if you had the the little Wii or the i want to i want to call them Wiimotes. that's what they look like but they're not uh they call the them little, nunchucks or something i don't know yeah nunchuck whatever uh if they made those a little bit thinner then i think you can make the controller part that it snaps into you know fit your hand better otherwise it'd be probably too big if they made it bigger than it was as it stands there's a like a nunchuck dock thing that you can you plug them both into and it becomes a hand filling controller if it was as thick as this this like dildo attachment thing it it would ruin the it would ruin the console it would be too thick they did it purely so that it was just a thin to make it a thin console that's why they're they're kind of two-dimensional slash three-dimensional joysticks they're not completely flat where they they slide like they glide up down left right they are actually the kind that rock the joysticks yeah and i think some of the uh playstation i just keep looking ones. at the wasted space on the bottom it's like if they made it just a little bit i don't know if it was a little bit shorter i guess but then it probably wouldn't feel right in your hand although you're kind of when you hold those like you know when you use just the actual nunchuck part of it if you hold it sideways your your left thumb is coming way over to use the joystick on that you know everything about those little things is imperfect so if they maybe they shorten them up a bit i guess that's what i meant when i said make them make them thinner like if they shorten them up a bit from the bottom then i think the fact that they're attached to the console makes it almost uh, impossible to ever get it right you're right so they just went with the easiest way to pack it up Hmm. but you turn them sideways individually and everybody has a classic Game Boy controller with L buttons, which is kind of cool. Wait, did I say Game Boy? Uh, like the old Nintendo systems, those square controllers. Sort of, yeah, yeah, sort of. I guess you don't I mean, have the D pad. Yeah, they whatever had it's called, just just D pads, and you didn't have to reach over as far like you do with a joystick on the the on the nunchucks. I think the GameCube controller was their best controller. Probably. 
trying this to think if there's anything else. Drawing a blank right now. We do have uh, Troy, guest of the show. Long time ago. Actually, that was back channel, wasn't it? I don't know. I think so. Well, one or the other. He's in the other room. He's waiting. He wants me to uh, play Rocket League with him. And it's actually compatible with the PC. So I'll be on my Switch. He'll be on his PC with his Steam controller. And we're going to see if we can play together. Okay. And that's one of the few games on the Switch that doesn't require opening all of your fucking ports so you can play it. Because they actually have servers and you join a server. You queue yeah, I almost up. completely forgot about that game. Yeah. And it's really a pretty good party game where you sit around, drink beer, maybe play a little split screen. Because it's uh, sports. Yeah. It's totally soccer. And then you see all these people with Spanish names join and you lose. They're driving a car. They're not even actually playing the game with their feet. They're still good at it. All right. <laughs> That's a good spot to end. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Let us know how we can improve the show. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to share the show and support the show. Check out the business networking link on the site. There's a mobile server that's up all the time. I'm in there during all working hours, basically. That's where I spend all my time now. Um, and then I switched to a private mobile server to record the show. See you next week. Sayonara.